1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk, is proud to bring you The Rick Chamberlain Show. The Rick Chamberlain Show is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Milano's Pizza Subs and Taps, creating delicious memories since 1969. On Brown Street, near the University of Dayton campus, Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen, and University of Dayton head football coach, Rick Chamberlain. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Milano's on Brown Street. Welcome again to the Rick Chamberlain Show here on the home of the Flyers. We're here every Monday night, 7 to 8, talking Dayton Flyer football as the non-conference season has come to a close, and the Flyers will begin Pioneer Football League play this week, hosting Presbyterian at home on Saturday afternoon. We'll tell you more about that coming up. But Dayton wrapping up a non-conference play on the road Saturday night at 8th rank Southern Illinois, a 55-3 a win by the Salukis. And, and Coach Chamberlain, normally we would sit here and we'd dissect this game. We'd look at all the situational football, the X's and O's and the strategies, and I don't see any point in that. No. It, it, what it came down to, Larry, uh, and we anticipated. I mean, you prepare and get ready and, and – uh, guys were focused and had everything. They were just physically better, uh, bigger, faster. And I, I'm not saying we played a great game either. I think uh, we allowed some points to get on the scoreboard by not playing uh, uh, smart football sometimes. But you have to give it to them. They were just a bigger, faster team than us. I'm sure, like you say, mistakes were made. But – you didn't turn the ball over. You did not have a plethora of penalties, but were there just enough execution errors to not necessarily, you know, create a difference in the game, but maybe magnify what the physical mismatches yeah, were? That you're absolutely right. That's what it did, Larry. We just had enough mistake here or there, whether it was uh, not being in the right position or bad tackling on an execution or offensively. Uh, a mental bus that allowed a, uh, a sack of a quarterback where uh, it, it wasn't going to make that big of a difference in the score, but it would not have allowed the score to be that much. Well, the Flyers uh, finished non-conference play at 1-1 one and one, and again uh, open up PFL play this coming Saturday. And it, w- it was a weekend which the PFL, with the exception of Butler, who, who played down, everyone else played up, if you will, to a, a higher scholarship level of football. And uh, Dayton had plenty of company when it came to just getting yeah. getting beat bad. It was. Uh, the PFL, and, and that's good for our conference, to go out there and play those uh, higher-rated uh, FCS schools. And, uh, and we did, the whole conference there. And, and it, it's tough when uh, you're going against those scholarship schools because, again, they're mainly going to be bigger. They're going to be faster. You want your execution to be better. And, Larry, we've talked about this. When teams like Dayton and the other PFL teams play, we got to go into those games where we have to be near perfect in our execution, in our assignments, and uh, in the little details. And then the other team has to be a little off, turn the ball over, unforce errors by them, and not be on the top of their game. That's when um, – the PFL and teams like Dayton have a chance to pull those upsets. 
Well, the Flyers uh, put that in the rearview mirror. A non-conference play is over. The league play is ahead. We've got uh, two members of the state football team with us, as we do every Monday night. And uh, we've got uh, corner, uh, not cornerback anymore. He was a cornerback, but we got free safety Joe Bubonics out of Solon. And we've also got running back Michael Neal from, uh, from Charlotte. And, and, Joe, you've been on the program before, but refresh people's memory. Uh, tell us about your, uh, your high school background, what brought you to the University of Dayton. Yeah, like you said, I'm from Solon, Ohio. Uh, it's a suburb of East Cleveland. Um, and in high school, I played safety my junior, sophomore and junior year. And uh, my senior year, I played quarterback. So I got a little bit of experience on both sides of the ball um, and was recruited to University of Dayton as a corner, uh, which I played my first three years here as a corner here. And uh, in high school, it just kind of it came to a point where I couldn't say no to the University of Dayton. It was between Dayton and a couple of other schools, and I made the pros and cons list. I, I went through all the processes that you, you go through to, to pick a school, and even if one outweighed the other, in the back of my mind, I always knew Dayton was the right choice. Um, and it being my fifth year, I can say that I've chose correctly, and um, I wouldn't make another choice if I were to go back today. So, yeah. The Flyers, Solon has been very good to the Flyers. Hopefully uh, the University of Dayton has been good to Solon. Uh, the fact that some other guys who had come through Solon, did that weigh on your decision at, at all? Uh, most definitely. I remember when I was a, when I was a kid, my dad, who um, has coached at Solon for over 25 years now, um, and he was really close with all those players who played at Solon and then played at the University of Dayton, um, they would they would send me back a sweatshirt or they would send me a picture of them in their uniforms or something like that. And since I was a kid, you know, Dayton was always in my mind. Um, I, I knew of Dayton football when I was 10, 11 years old. Um, and some of those players, Steve Valentino, who uh, was really good at the University of Dayton, um, he's part of the reason for sure that I came to the University of Dayton and uh, actually the reason I wear number seven. So Wow. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Now, now, Michael, uh, Michael Neal coming out of uh, out of North Carolina, a little bit different uh, story than what Joe would have to say. Tell us about your high school background. What brought you to UD? Right, like you said, I'm from Charlotte, so I didn't really know much about Dayton before hearing about getting recruited. So I have um, family in Cincinnati, so they always talked about Dayton. And um, uh, Sam Brim, he's a corner here. He he went to my high school. He came here, and he's a great above I am. So I kind of found out a little bit about them. My family in Cincinnati told me about Dayton, maybe I could come play here. So I, over my spring break, came up here, took a visit around campus. I liked it then. throughout my senior year, I was able to fortunately come up here and have a visit. Had a great visit and really enjoyed it. Then I kind of, after that, I kind of just knew it was somewhere I wanted to come play, and I could see myself here. All right. Uh, I, I get confused as to guys' uh, status. Uh, okay, I, I know you're a senior, Joe. Fifth year senior, I believe. Correct. correct. All right. Okay. So I'm right about that. And, and where do you where where are you academically, Michael, uh, at the University of Dayton? Academically, I'm a junior. Okay. And football wise, you are. I believe I'm still a redshirt freshman. Okay. I think I got it figured out. <laughs> so you, you, let's put it this way: you guys have options. You have options. Mm-hmm. We'll, just, we'll discuss those options later on in the program. Uh, in, in the options off football field, we'll take a look at a very unique team that will be coming to Welcome Stadium on Saturday for the PFL opener. That's all to come. The Rick Chamberlain Show, and we are live at Milano's on Brown Street. The Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 
are listening to The Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back to Milano's here on Brown Street. Uh, you're the home of The Rick Chamberlain Show uh, every Monday night during Flyer football season. And right now they got their Oktoberfest menu. So make sure you check that out. Great place to come uh, throughout the course of the week after the game on Saturday. And uh, always, uh, always a, a great place to, for food and just hanging out, even watching games uh, on the TVs here at uh, Milano's. Dayton, one and one after non-conference play wrapped up with a road loss uh, at Southern Illinois Saturday night. Now the focus turns to uh, the Pioneer Football League, and the season will begin uh, for league play Saturday here at home against Presbyterian. Coach, I mean, you'd like to maybe have had that third non-conference game, if for no other reason, just to give you and your staff a better idea of where you are as a football team. Do you feel like you've got your arms wrapped around a little bit, though, after just two games? A little bit, Larry. I think we're still trying to find ourselves offensively. I really do. The timing and and just what – where we're at running the ball what type of passing game do we really want to try uh is it down the field more or quick hitters that sort of thing i think on on offense we're still still filling that out defensively i think we have a a good idea who we are uh joe could probably speak more about how he feel the team feels there but from a coaching staff we pretty well know who 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 we are and uh, where our strengths are, where we have to still get better at. Um, it was good to get some more people back on the D-line, uh, like Mike Stadola, getting him now back into the swing of things there. Um, kicking game, I feel like we still have some things to work out there. Um, still room for improvement, Larry. That's where I, I think that now getting into conference, we'll even uh, get to a better idea because it's hard sometimes when you play these scholarship schools and trying to really pinpoint where some strengths and weaknesses are because of the the caliber of players that you're going against where you get into the pfl conference play now you're going to be playing against similar type teams physically which will give you a a really good idea of where you're at. As far as evaluating your personnel, uh, obviously it's the same type of situation where, okay, we've got a little bit of a a sample of what these guys can do, and then it gets skewed a little bit by Saturday night's game. Um, But do you feel pretty good about knowing who you are from the standpoint of who your individuals are? Who the individuals are, yeah. These are the guys, hey, these are the guys that we're going to be going with now how do we utilize them in the best way that's what we're trying to especially on offense trying to figure out here and and get into the pfl here and see what can work best against our opponents well we don't want to completely gloss over saturday night because uh, our two players uh, here with us uh, both had fine ball games uh, uh, joe bubonics at the safety spot had uh, a career night with 11 tackles 10 of them solo uh, the fact that you had 10 solo tackles may tell some of the story uh, about the game, but um, y- y- you know, being back there at safety after having been a cornerback, uh, was it a real easy adjustment for you? Because you certainly seemed to have taken to it well. Uh, I wouldn't say it was necessarily easy. Um, I think working with Coach Overman, um, him being the defensive corner and my position coach, uh, has helped a lot. 
and I mean the other safety with me is Brandon Easterling. So uh, there's no one else better to learn the game from than Brandon himself. So uh, me and him work really closely together. He's my roommate, been my roommate for four years now. Um, so we talk, and every every week it's collaborative of what what can we do better, what what do we do worse, and uh, how can we make it better. So. Um, from the perspective of knowing the whole defense, I think corner, playing corner helped me a little bit. Um, but now being a safety, I need to know what uh, the linebacker's doing and what the defensive line is doing. Um, so moving to safety, I really had to learn more of the defense, which all in all has made me a better football player, I believe. So, Michael Neal is, is with us, and uh, Michael had uh, a career-high eight carries at 24 very tough yards against a, a very stiff defense. and. Uh, getting the chance to, to, to you know, get some carries out there, live game action. You know, you've had, spot, you've, you've had your spots through the first uh, the game against Eastern Illinois, but to be out there for a series at a time, did it feel good to, to get, kind of get the, to the juices flowing? Oh, yeah, it was real fun to get out there and kind of get a hand of things and playing as a great team at Southern Illinois. I mean, it was just fun to be out there and see how good the competition was. You're a different type of runner than, than, than Jake is. Jake Chisholm uh, is one type of runner. How would you describe your style you know, versus Jake? I think Jake's probably a little more downhill runner than I am. I'm maybe, maybe a little bit more finesse, make a few more moves, make people miss. But, I mean, it's great playing along with Jake. He's really helped me improve over the past three years here. You catch the ball well, too. You know, how important is that in what you want to do offensively that – that you, Jake, anyone who lines up uh, at running backs got to be a receiver as well. Right. I think this year, I think our new offensive coordinator, Coach Collins, has really opened up the receiving into the backs. And I think we've really taken it in a great way. I mean, we've always worked on it in practice all the time, and it just kind of adds another dimension to our offense. You know, as the offense starts to get that rhythm you're talking about, uh, Rick, uh, I know that you've, you feel good about your personnel, you feel good about your receiving core, um, but, but, you know, really what guys like uh, like Michael and, and Jake, and of course your quarterback, Jack, I mean, that's yeah. that's where it starts and ends. So. It, it does, Larry, and, and to be able to, I know from a defensive standpoint, if you can work your protection so that your back can get out into the pass patterns, that, that poses a challenge for defenses, and especially backs that can catch the ball very well, run good routes, and have good enough hands. And um, you saw that with uh, Jake on uh, Eastern Illinois, the, first, the touchdown, the first touchdown there. And so to incorporate guys like Michael, like Jake, and the others there into the pass patterns, that frees up then some other things that can happen too and uh, get the ball maybe not to just them, but it may free up another wide receiver then in coverage. And i got to apologize to Michael because there was a situation uh, in the second half where you guys came with twin backs, and uh, one of them stayed in the block. Yeah. And I assumed it was Michael. And then, <laughs> and lo and behold, it was Jake, and, and uh, you made a nice catch over the middle for, for a big play. Thank you. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I know you're not just. I know you're just not in there to block. I know yeah, you're, I know yeah, you're capable of as well. Joe, that was a very physical game. Um, what do you take away from that to then, you know, get ready for PFL play? Because you saw something that, you know, you had not seen in live action just on tape before in just that type of uh, physicality and speed. 
Yeah, and I can only speak for the, the defensive side of the ball, but uh, I think there was enough glimpses of positive uh, plays and positive things that the defense did to give us some confidence going into PFL um, opponents, like you said, uh, guys similar to us recruited the same way as us. Um, and I think, uh, from my point of view, if I if we can play uh, and do a couple of positive things against the number eight team in the country, then we should string some things together against a PFL opponent uh, and do more of those things and see and build on those things that we see. But uh, I know watching the film, like you said, it was a very physical game. Uh, and if, if we can, uh, again, get positive take some positive away from it and correct the, the negatives, then I think we're pretty good moving on to PFL play. So, Rick, I thought in, in the first half, guys looked, uh, the, the body language was a little, not stunned, but just frustrated. Yes. And uh, I, I thought that uh, the composure of your team in the second half uh, w was much better. Was, was that addressed at all, just about just keeping your head up, don't let your head, don't, don't get, go, get, get, yeah. don't get down. Right, and, and that was that was addressed on the sideline by the coaches, by the players, and, and, and because all at once it, it, it happened all at once. I, I thought we started off okay, things were kind of back and forth, and then bam, it just seemed like it, it was a snowball real fast on you. And plus, Larry, I think conditioning, uh, all at once, you're playing against a team that's that fast. You're running a whole lot more. The humid night, things of that nature, and I think that that, that gets some of that uneasiness out there. Uh, but our guys kept them uh, kept their composure, like you said, and 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 re-strengthened themselves to come out in that second half. All right, that's behind us. Uh, we are done talking about. The non-conference uh, schedule, we are going to talk about the PFL coming up and specifically the first opponent uh, coming into town, Presbyterian, on Saturday. We're also going to get to learn more about Michael Neal and Joe Bubonics off the football field. That's all to come as we continue the Rick Chamberlain Show, and we're live at Milano's on Brown Street. You're listening to the Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen. Hey, welcome back here to Milano's on Brown Street. Welcome back to the Rick Chamberlain Show here on the home of the Flyers and uh, Dayton uh, taking a one-on-one -one record into non into conference play as they wrapped up uh, non-conference play at Southern Illinois Saturday night. And uh, the PFL opener is coming up uh, on Saturday against Presbyterian. We'll talk about the Blue Hose, one of the new members of the league coming up. But um, in general, um, if you look at the PFL, probably one of the more balanced years at least from my perspective just anecdotally looking at uh, looking at the teams and what they had and then how they've performed today it, uh, you're right larry in that and, and i feel like every year uh for the last several years you take the top four five teams within the conference going into the season any one of them could win this year i think that's expanded some even more Maybe it's the top seven teams, in, uh, any one of them could win because of uh, how, how teams have improved. They've improved themselves uh, from the last time that we played uh, a PFL season there. And, and uh, you look at San Diego, they're not maybe as dominant this year, at least in their scores that you're seeing and things, but they've played good people. So I think the competition is going to be much closer. I think they're going to be tight football games 
each uh, each week that the PFL is playing. Do you feel do you feel like we're gone, or the days where if you lost a game in the PFL, that's it? Okay, that's it. We're we're out we're out of the race. I, I would say yes to that because I think each team's going to have a have a chance each week. So if you lose a game, other teams are going to be losing a game also. And I think we, that's why you have to just keep your uh, focus and keep headed in, in the right direction and not just give up because of one loss. It's uh, this league uh, this year, I think, is going to be as competitive as any year that the PFL has been in existence. Occasionally, I ask uh, obvious questions, the ones which I already think I know the answer, but I do it anyway because it's a radio program and we can't just nod. Uh, Michael Neal, where does winning the PFL rank to you among goals heading into the season? I'd say that's the number one goal. I mean, every year that's always our main goal to get, and, I mean, it's my third year here, and we came up short my freshman year, so that's our, that's the main goal this year. So you've had a, another year on Michael, Joe. Does that make your appetite for a title that much more? Yeah, no question. Um, it's part of the reason that I think we have seven fifth years. Um, I think, you know, we believe there's unfinished business, um, and we believe that the PFL still belongs to Dayton, and... Um, in the tradition through Dayton football, and we want to we want to bring it back to Dayton, Ohio, and it's uh, it's the number one thing that we think about, and the number one reason we practice and and work work the way we do. So yeah, it's it's our number one goal for sure. Is, is it something you think about? Uh, maybe not even as much in August and now in September as you did in January. Uh, to me, uh, I think the PFL is kind of always on our minds. Um, you know, it's it's our number one goal as a team. We say it every year during camp. Um, and, and in January workouts, in winter workouts, when it's 6 a.m. and 30 degrees outside, um, you know, you need more of a reason just to, to get up and go work out than to be in shape. You know, I think in the back of our minds, the PFL championship is, is why we do the things we do. And um, it's what makes us different than a lot of programs is we always believe that, you know, we're in the running for a championship. So, you know, Coach, uh, when you look at this Flyer team, you know, we, you've talked about you're learning who they are, and, and we've really been talking about just the X's and O's and football and execution like that. What do you like about this team? Larry, what I really like is that the, these young men have had a lot of challenges starting last winter uh, as we were – getting ready for a 2021 season. And I'm not going to go into all of them, but they they haven't been shaken. Uh, we haven't had uh, discouragement. We haven't seen pouting. We haven't seen lack of effort. And, and, and that has carried over the challenges throughout camp, throughout these first few weeks of the season. And my hat's off to these to these guys and especially our seniors in holding the team together and keeping that focus on doing what we need to do uh, because a lot of programs they would have faltered in some areas there and here at Dayton mentally strong that's what I've liked about these guys the mental toughness that they have shown one of the things that uh, a challenge that was thrown at you uh to wrap up non-conference play was was travel and uh these are unprecedented times 
And of the 62 players that went to Southern Illinois, 46 of them were first-time travelers. Um, how did the guys handle that? Well, I, I tell you, I could see some questioning about, okay, where do I go? What do I do? But I, I tell you, I felt like that they were in the right frame of mind. That's what you want to make sure of when you're on the road, that everyone stays in, in, in line on why are we here? Why are we on this trip? It's not just to have fun with your buddies and everything. You want them to enjoy your, the company of one another, but the main reason, keeping it the main reason. And we did that. Uh, but there was some leading going on there about, okay, this is what time, this is where you go, and, and this is what expected. And, and the, the 16 guys that have been traveling, they helped out and, uh, and uh, led those guys in the right way. Did you did you guys uh, have to uh, maybe help some people out along the way sometimes, Joe? Yeah, there was definitely uh, some adjustments that we needed to make. And uh, But like Coach said, I think we stayed locked in for uh, the majority of the time, whether it was, you know, traveling and uh, different meals and stuff like that. But with the leadership uh, that we have on this team right now, I think uh, we're all together and, and you know, they follow the leaders, and I think that was the reason we stayed locked in and we were ready to play. Um, the outside factors, uh, we've had so many of them at this point, they don't really affect us anymore. So Yeah, I mean, Dayton through the years has always been a good road team. And, and Michael, does you know, as you can remember, your very first time traveling and things like that, does that, that tradition, the fact that, okay, we're going to do things the way they've always done, does that create a comfort zone away from home? I would say so. I mean, every time we travel on the bus, it feels like a business trip. Either it's your first time or it's, you've done this a hundred times. We all have the same mindset. I mean, we're going to go out there to wherever we're going and go win the game. I mean. Yeah, well, Dayton uh, had some challenges even in the travel with just the hotel accommodations and and uh, getting buses back and forth. It, it, yeah. I kept thinking that John Candy and uh, Steve Martin were going to show up at uh, some point in time for the trains, planes, and automobiles type of trip it was. But <laughs> Uh, they, they did not, uh, and, and again, that is behind us, and, and we're going to uh, talk about Presbyterian coming in, a very unique football team, a very unique coach with a very unique approach. We'll tell you about that. Also, we've been talking to Michael Neal and Joe Bubonix about football, but we're going to get away from that, and that's when we continue the Rick Chamberlain Show. We are live at Milano's on Brown Street. The Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to The Rick Chamberlain Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin. Hey, welcome back to Rick Chamberlain Show. The Dayton Flyers uh, wrap up non-conference play at 1-1. One one. Now we'll host Presbyterian in the PFL opener coming up Saturday at 1 o'clock. We'll talk about the visiting uh, Blue Hose from uh, from South Carolina. Before that, though, we want to learn more about our two student-athletes with us, uh, Joe Bubonix and Michael Neal. And again, uh, Joe, you've been on the show before, but uh, refresh our listeners. What are you studying at the University of Dayton? Uh, I'm studying secondary education um, with a concentration in physics and earth science, so from grade 7 to 12. Okay, and based upon that, I'm going to assume 
dare I say that you want to be a teacher and maybe even a coach? Uh, yeah, you're correct. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Okay. Um, so, I mean, uh, you know, not not to put you on the spot, but uh, everyone's getting you know a sixth year if they want. Has that crossed your mind? Uh, it's, it's no doubt it's crossed my mind. Um, you know, I've talked a lot with my parents, and um, you know, it just depends on how this year finishes out. You know, if if it's a great year and uh, my body feels like it wants to play another year, then you know, I'll make the decision when that time comes. But uh, right now, I'm just, you know, focused on Presbyterian on Saturday and uh, getting a degree, graduating in December. So that's, those are my two main focuses right now. All right. Uh, so when you're not uh, in the classroom, in the weight room, on the practice field, what's Joe Bubonics do for fun? Uh, mainly just hang out with my roommates. Um, nothing really crazy. I don't have any, you know, crazy hobbies like skiing or rock climbing or anything like that. But... Uh, you know, when it's when it's during the season, it's it's watching film um, or watching NFL football, college football, whenever it's on, uh, and just messing around with my roommates. You know, we have a great time uh, just in our house, or you know, we live in the same apartment complex as Jack Cook and a couple of other guys. So uh, we hang out with them too. So you know, just just having a good time with the guys. All right. Uh, well, you know a little bit more about uh, Joe Bubonics, and uh, if you're looking for a high school teacher and a uh, potential coach. Keep that name in mind. Michael Neal's with us as well. And, and, and Michael, what's your major? Business economics. Okay, with the thought to do what? Still trying to figure that one out. Okay, but you've got time because right. uh, the, the clock is not ticking as quickly for you as it is for Joe. Correct. So I still have some time. So just now I'm starting to take some of my higher level classes, kind of figure out what I want to do with economics. But what, what, what class has been your favorite class so far? Right now, I'm in a game theory class. I, I'm really enjoying. Okay. All right. So when you're not uh, in class, in the weight room, and the practice field, what, uh, what does Michael Neal do to unwind and relax? Like you said, really just relaxing out with um, the players outside of a football setting, which is nice. Just kind of sitting back, watching football, just hanging out with each other, enjoying each other's company. You guys, uh, you know, you're really close as, te as a team. Is, is that safe to say? Yes. Okay. All right. So now uh, we know a little bit more about uh, Michael Neal and Joe Bubonics as non-football players, but they're going to be football players for you on Sunday against Presbyterian. And uh, I've alluded to the fact that they're unique. What makes Presbyterian a unique football team, Coach? What makes them so unique is their head coach uh, was a very successful high school coach in Arkansas, uh, national coach of the year, number of – state championships and it's all during his career his philosophy is you don't punt you go for it doesn't matter where the ball is how many yards whatever it may be you just don't you he's confident in his offense to get the first down but in a variety of ways you don't kick off you just do onside kicks again putting pressure on your opponent to get it if if they get it fine if not, boy, momentum has, has really started for them there. They, uh, uh, on punt return, they really don't do anything. They just kind of stand there and let you punt it. He, it it's, it's pretty uh, amazing to see them in action. And when I've just been watching their offense, I mean, they've got hook and ladders with the offensive linemen. They've got double reverses, passes. They, they have all kind of formations. They spread you out. 
But you can see the plan. You can see why they're doing certain things. And you can tell after just their three games, two of them they won, the players are believing it too. And he's actually got his quarterback now, is his quarterback from high school who ran his offense, went to Michigan as a preferred walk-on, and when Coach Kelly got the Presbyterian job, his quarterback transferred to Presbyterian. So he's got a guy that ran his offense for four years back in high school. So when you've got someone who's doing things uh, unorthodox from a, you know, down decision-wise, does that affect the preparation? It doesn't affect the preparation. You just know you got one more play that you have to get ready for. And so normally uh, you have a few fourth down plays that you look at for tendencies. Well, against Presbyterian, we got a whole list of plays to see if there's any type of tendencies there. It's just the player's, I think, mindset to know, hey, third down, we stop them, doesn't mean anything. We just move on to the next play. All right, Presbyterian coming in for the PFL opener Saturday at 1. And and Joe Bubonics, what are you going to do between now and then? to be a better safety than you than you have been? Uh, I think just kind of get a feel for their game plan. You know, we get the game plan tomorrow um, from Coach Overman, and um, we can see the amount of effort that the defensive staff puts into making those game plans. Um, so, you know, we just trust it. And running, those, uh, running against those plays in practice, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, it's important to keep our discipline um, and just play Dayton Flyer football. You know, don't get too caught up in, in what they do and, and play our brand of football. And I think, um, you know, as a leader of this team, I think keeping everybody um, knowing that the way we do things is has been successful in the past. So as long as we keep playing Dayton Flyer football and each individual does their own job on every single play, um, you know, that's what's going to make us a better team. Um, and, and that's what we're, we're going to see improvement from week two to three. I, I forgot to mention, Joe is the uh, special teams captain. You may not do, get to exercise that role this week, <laughs> at, least, right. at least not on, uh, on, on punt returns. Uh, Michael Neal, what's going to be your focus this week getting ready for the PFL opener? Just learning from our mistakes from last week and getting ready to play another great opponent. Every week faces a new challenge, and we'll get our scouting reports tomorrow, Coach, and we'll sit down with me and watch the film and – Get our game plan together, get ready for a good week. All right, it'll be a good week ahead with the uh, PFL opener uh, coming up on Saturday, 1 o'clock kickoff against Presbyterian at Welcome Stadium. Pre-game coverage with Mike Kelly and me will begin on Saturday at 12.30. Then we're back here next Monday night to talk about that in another edition of the Rick Chamberlain Show. On behalf of our engineer producer, Alex Schilling, our student athletes, Joe Bubonics and Michael Neal, and, of course, the coach, Rick Chamberlain, I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone. Go Flyers. WHIO Dayton, WHIO FM, Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station. From the CJSHeatingAndAir.com studios, you call, we come, it's fixed.